Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Basically, historically, this is the day that Jesus becomes known as the Son of God. Basically, this is the day he begins his ministry. And two years ago, when we were in the Holy Land, the pilgrimage group that I was with and I were privileged to be in the waters of the Jordan where we renewed our baptismal promises. The same water, the same Jordan in which Jesus was baptized. John the Baptist had been preaching about the coming of someone who is going to straighten things out. He'd been preaching about someone who was going to reform. He was preaching about someone who was straightforward and honest and not a hypocrite like those who were leading the Jewish people at that time, the Pharisees. And yet this person that he was preparing for, he was related to but didn't right know. It was his cousin. John the Baptist's cousin was Jesus of Nazareth. John is the mother, his mother is Elizabeth, as you know. Mary is the mother of Jesus. They were cousins. And when the time came for the Angelos of God, the messenger of God, to come to the earth and inform Mary that she was to become the mother of the Most High, his titles are in the scriptures, we'll talk about that in a second, the angel also informed Elizabeth through her husband, Zechariah, who was a priest in the temple, that you're going to have a child too in your old age. And Elizabeth is told, your cousin Mary is also carrying a child. Eventually, Elizabeth goes and meets Mary in the hill country. You hear the hill country in the scriptures, but believe me, it's hill country. Our bus took the road from lower areas up to Hanim, where Mary and Elizabeth met each other. It was the home of Elizabeth and her husband. And what happens? The voice of Mary sparks excitement in the womb of Elizabeth who's carrying John. And when Mary's voice is heard through the household, 
John in the womb of Elizabeth jumps for joy. That's the beginning. At that point, they were warned, this kid is something special. Well, Isaiah prepared us for this kid, this special son of God. Isaiah, unknowing Jesus, Isaiah, trying to bring consolation to the people of Israel who are returning home after captivity and after abandonment, Isaiah is inspired by God to say, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I am well pleased. And he's gentle, this servant. He's so gentle that if he walks, not even the grass will even crack under his feet. He's so gentle, he'll not make sound in the streets when his voice is being heard. He's gentle, and yet he's profoundly the one that we've waited for. John is, in, in the, the Isaiah is informing the people of Israel. And yet he has a job. His job is to bring peace and to justice and sight to the blind. His job is to heal and bring God's word into life on earth. And then they wait. For centuries, they wait. Jesus doesn't come on the scene right away after Isaiah's promise. No, they wait. And in that expectation period, we call it liturgically Advent, it was their Advent, waiting for the Spirit to fulfill this message. And we know the story. We have the nativity crash. We have the Christmas trees. We know the story of that king of kings whose, whose power is going to be vast, who's going to be so gentle, but his voice is going to be heard everywhere, is born in a stable. He grows up. We don't know much about the private life of Jesus. We call it the hidden life only because we don't know much about it. Because when the evangelists wrote, they wrote from the perspective of the resurrection. And they wrote backwards. Because the resurrection is the thing that captures you and me. We could celebrate Christmas and garland and tinsel and all that wonderful stuff that goes to make us feel warm and toasty during this season. But the evangelists saw it differently. They saw it from the point of view of the resurrection. The living Jesus Christ, the living God, comes back and conquers death. That's something to write about. And when that living God, in his earthly life, hears that John is preaching repentance, hears that John is repeat, repeating the words of the scriptures, encouraging the people to return home, to come home to God, I think it clicks something in Jesus' ear. I'd say that. Maybe the Holy Spirit would be the one that inspired Jesus to go find John. Jesus probably had been studying. We think maybe with a, a Christian, excuse me, not a Christian community, but a monastic community called Essenes, the same community that John the Baptist studied with. Their theology is the same. So he sees John, and if, if the waters of the Jordan looked then like the waters that I saw, 
it wasn't such a pretty sight. It was the Jordan River. And right on the other side of the Jordan is Jordan, and this side is Galilee. But the waters weren't clear and sparkly. This is, think about it, this is the baptism of Jesus. God could have certainly brought us beautiful, sparkly water, better than Poland Springs, or better than all the bottled waters we get. No, it was muddy. It was shallow. The pieces, this area that we stepped in was up to my waist, and there was a little walkway going down to it. It wasn't clean, bright, clean, but it was living water. And Jesus sees John, as we heard, beginning of Mark's gospel, and he steps into the water. John had already said, the one who's coming, I am not worthy to untie his shoes. The one who's coming will lead us to victory. The one who's coming is going to be the Son of God. He's going to be spectacular. And then the one who's coming is there, arrived. And he looks like you and me. Looks like any one of us. With the complexion and the physique of a Galilean. Maybe a Galilean carpenter. His father's trade. And he goes into the waters, and John is amazed. You come to me? You're the promised Messiah? You come to me? And Jesus says, let it be done. Fulfill the ritual. It has to be done this way. You realize that John's baptism was a baptism of forgiveness of sin. Here we have the sinless one, Jesus, succumbing. I mean, think about that. He was pure. He was God in the flesh. And he's succumbing to what you and I succumb to, the earth, life. Very important. Because this God, Jesus, son of the eternal one, is our brother. Very important for us to realize that, always. Not to be done up one, as he goes down and is baptized in the Jordan River, the skies open. And the voice from heaven, this is my beloved child. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. I am well pleased with him. That's the beginning. He gets up, dries himself off. John eventually is taken away by the soldiers of Herod and beheaded. Jesus' ministry takes off very soon after the temptation. That's another homily and another visit to the Holy Land and the mountain of temptation. But Jesus takes off now. And now the fulfillment happens. And where do we hear the fulfillment being recorded? Peter reminds us when he's speaking to, to Romans Cornelius is a Roman. Peter did not want to go into a Roman's house. They were defiled. They were pagan. And Peter, don't forget, is a Jew. Besides being a newly found Christian, he's a Jew. So he's observing all of the Jewish rules. But the Holy Spirit speaks to him and opens his mind. You know, that's for us. 
Because the Holy Spirit opens our minds when we are one with him. When we need to make decisions, when we need to, to, to get back at somebody, when, when we need to reach out. The Holy Spirit's with us. And if our intentions are united with the Spirit's intentions, we will do good. We will experience God in our decision-making process. And not with voices in the skies, just ordinary, everyday living. So the Spirit speaks to Peter and inspires him and says, Hey, listen, Peter, my words, believe, not scripture. Peter, wake up. Jesus didn't come for you. Jesus didn't come for the, gent the, excuse me, the, the Jews. He came for the Jews, the Gentiles, the pagans, those who never know God. Jesus came for all of us. And he goes on to say it in his own words. In every nation, whomever fears God and acts uprightly is acceptable to God. And you know the word, Jesus, that he sent, and he proclaimed it in Jesus Christ. So when Jesus preaches, <laughs> he represents none other than God. And this is the day, the baptismal day, in which he begins it. And he goes on with his ministry. Accepted? Not all the time. Criticized? All the time. Rewarded? The crucifixion. And don't forget the resurrection. Without the resurrection, it's all nonsense. The fact that he came back and conquered death Fulfilling the Father's will is so important for us. So as we begin our life this 2021, hey, we, we could name the challenges and, and, and the criticisms that the church has. We could name the challenges of society. We could name the challenges of illness. We, we can go on and on. All of us can. And we all can commiserate and complain. But we have Jesus Christ. We were just sprinkled with water that reminds us of our baptism. I was being drawn into the body of Christ to be full people, full human beings. That's why we're here. Because we were baptized into the body of Christ and challenged from that moment of baptism to be full human beings. Who shows us what a full human being is? Jesus Christ. His love, his patience, his understanding, his forgiveness. That's what it means. Because don't forget, he rep represents God, and God is love. So what Jesus does shows us love and shows us how to love. And the ministry goes on. This beloved Son of God is now ours. And we are challenged to live his life. Years ago, I found this reading short. It was found on a wall in Calcutta in Mother Teresa's convent. We don't know who wrote it. It's attributed to her, but we don't really know. Not significant for the point I'm making tonight. Our challenge on this baptismal day is to be full human beings. 
Jesus is enough. But sometimes we need a little additional oomph, punch in the gut, pat on the shoulder. And Mother Teresa put it this way. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of being selfish or have ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others can destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find sincerity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, the good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. We're challenged to be full human beings. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.